Hey guys, welcome back. We're keeping the streak alive in 2021. Uh, whew, I can't remember the last time we you, you worked me so hard, Gil. Uh, how's it going? I know last time I worked you so hard. Wink, wink. Well, no, hey, 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 that's behind closed doors <laughs> in right, the privacy so sorry, of man. our home. That doesn't count. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> uh, doing good, bro. How about you? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, getting ready for uh, Thursday at midnight when uh, Winter Soldier and uh, I always want to say Winter Soldier and Bucky, but it's Winter Soldier and fucking uh, show starts. So I'm I excited about that. Yeah, I can't wait for that either. Yeah, it should be good. Um, and speaking of that show that's a, uh, premiering on Disney Plus this week, uh, we'll kick it off with two obvious books that are tied into that. Uh, Captain America 6 and it's variant. It's the first full appearance of Bucky Barnes as the Winter Soldier. This is, you know, the first time I believe Ed Brubaker was writing the book and they decided to bring him back into uh, the Marvel Universe as the Winter Soldier. And there's two different covers. One of them had uh, Captain America prominently on the front of the cover and the other one had Bucky. And both of these, of course, uh, with all the hype of the show coming up and if the show ends up being really good, as good as WandaVision these will definitely start shooting up in price. Did you ever pick any of these up? No, I do got to say that both of those covers are badass, though. They are. They're kind of meant to be like uh, bookends. Yeah, I I, I, I get that. They're very symmetrical. Definitely. Did you pick any of these up when uh, they first came out, or do you own these in your personal collection? I don't own them. I remember when they came out, though. Shit, I should have picked them up. Yeah, yeah. This is this is probably one of my favorite runs of Captain America, aside from like the Jack Kirby, Stan Lee stuff, uh, and then later on in the '80s, like the the Mike Zek stuff. Uh, I have to say, this is probably one of my favorite runs when Ed Brubaker was uh, writing this book. Nice. Moving on uh, to Dark Horse Comics, we kind of talked about this on the Geek Out show, but since this is more comic-centric and everything, uh, figured we'd mention uh, this book uh, here as well. Uh, We talked about the book Mystery Girl and how it's about a woman that has the knowledge of everything except how she got the powers or got the knowledge and what happened the last 10 years of her life. So this has been picked up by Netflix, and it's got Mick G directing it, and Tiffany Haddish has been cast as the lead role. I know we talked about it yesterday on uh, on the Geek Out show, Gil, but uh, does this pique your interest? It definitely does. I'm, I'm going to definitely watch this show. I don't know. I Well, I mean, I don't have this book. I was going to say, I don't know if I have this book. I definitely don't. I for sure I don't, but uh, the series, I'm willing to give like anything a try, man. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm always open. Okay. Yeah, uh, I'm looking forward to it, and it's, you know, it's one of those things where um, a lot of people talk about you know, uh, superhero fatigue, and you know, people are eventually going to get tired of superheroes. You know, this kind of opens the door of like, hey, you know, every fucking comic book doesn't have a guy in 
you know, a cape and a cowl fighting crime. There are other spandex out there. (laughs) Yeah. There are other for like stories to be told that don't involve just superheroes and villains. You know, there's more like, you know, day to day stuff. And, you know, there's the whole span of it. So hopefully, you know, this still is kind of like a win in, in the sense of like, Hey, you know, it gets more people, more eyes on people looking into comics as new stories that need to be told on either the, the TV or the movie screens. Yeah, like, I don't get it when people say superhero fatigue is like, dude, there's so much just in Marvel and DC, but it's like, there's so much, like, they, they have so much, like, those two main companies, but there's so much more past that, like, the image, the Dark Horse, you know, the, all the different indie companies. I mean, Scout, we've talked about them. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a bunch of other stuff that they could go to that, you know, hasn't been explored yet and isn't necessarily like quote-unquote traditional superhero stuff that's more more grounded. And uh, exactly. that's, that's why I'm definitely going to give this, you know, a chance. Yeah. Uh, and like I said, it's just more eyes on... Uh and more recognition for uh, the comic book genre that it's just, you know, not kid stuff anymore. And it's tackles more, more uh, topics than just heroes and supervillains. Hell yeah. Moving on. Uh, we have Kanto. Uh, Kanto is a book by IDW. And this one um, deadlines reporting that Westbrook studios, which is uh, the studio company, that I believe is owned by Will and Jada Smith has optioned the rights for a animated version of this comic book. I haven't read the book, but I remember seeing it and it sold out. It sold really well. And it's cool because they do like little mini series. They're like four or five issues, uh, storylines. And right now I think it's like issue three of Kanto two. And I might have to pick up the graphic novels to read up on this, but, uh, Again, same thing. It, it, getting more indie books out there, you know, getting more stories told is always exciting. Oh, 100%. I got to say I'm not familiar with this, but I don't know why. Like, have you ever heard of that video game uh, Castle Crushers? It kind of reminds me of that. No, like I've little... never heard of it. <laughs> okay, because like, it's like a small little dude. Uh, it looks interesting. Uh, I'll definitely give it a shot. So like a quick little synopsis of the book is... Uh, uh, Kanto's peoples have had their hearts replaced by clocks, and now they have to go on a journey to look for their hearts. And Kanto, in particular, is also looking for the love of his life. Yeah, I'll give it a shot. So it's kind of like you know, immediately when I heard, oh, you know, hearts uh, are replaced by clocks, it kind of like has that steampunk type of uh, a feel to it. Yeah, that's kind of like what I got from the front, like artwork too. Okay. Uh, next up, I have very mixed feelings about this, but I'm sure you saw it. And I don't remember if we even talked about it on the Geek Out show, but the casting for the Powerpuff Girls. No, you know what? We did not talk about that, but I did hear a little something about that. Like, uh, the show, I guess, is going to be them older, right? And that's where, like, I, 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 not to sound like a perv, but they're too old. (laughs) 
Not to sound like a pretty pedophile, but my Powerpuff Girls should be little girls. Um, yeah, no, a hundred percent. I know and what you I mean. just, like we grew up on them, like in elementary. I think they were like in kindergarten or first grade. Even, or some even if they were teenage girls, like let's say twelve to fifteen. Uh, I'd still get it. Okay, they're a little bit grown up, and they had to go through that teen angst while fighting crime. But first of all, any time that I see uh, what's-her-face on the screen as I think she's playing Blossom, all I'm going to see is Quake from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Is, is that who's playing Blossom? Chloe Bennett, yeah. Okay. So the three, the, three, the three girls that were cast were Dove Cameron, Chloe Bennett, and Yana... Peralta, I think. And every time I see Chloe Bennett, all I see is Quake from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. But now she's playing, I believe, Blossom. And I feel she's too old to be playing Powerpuff Girls. Yeah, that's like Powerpuff Women, not Powerpuff Girls. Yeah, like, not girls. Not at all. Uh, Powerpuff um, Young Adults. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know how I feel about this, to be honest. And, uh, I don't know. I mean, I guess I'll give it a shot. I'm kind of curious if they'll still do the Rowdy Rough Boys, because remember that? And then, like, right. JoJo, him. I want to see him. Other... Are they going to yeah. do him <laughs> as flamboyant as he is on the show? <laughs> Yo, they would have to, man. And then, like, the source material. Like, who's going to be Mojo JoJo talking like, I'm Mojo JoJo? Like... I, I, I hope that they keep that. They got to keep that. They, they have to, right? A hundred percent. Or are they going to have like a CGI real monkey being Mojo <laughs> Jojo? I hope. Not. At least if I they do that, not. they should have the 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 voice actor rephrase the the role. Oh, okay, if I'm down for that, I'm a hundred percent down for that. So, anyways, uh, the CW <laughs> is developing this live action Powerpuff Girls series uh, for next year. So, Cartoon Network starting number one from DC Comics is something that you should pick up if you're a Powerpuff girl and hey who knows it could blow our minds of how amazing this show is once it debuts next year yeah it could be a dope show yeah definitely next up uh we have a book by boom studios slam number one have you ever been to a roller derby i have i've never been to one uh, I'll even confess, I don't even know how to roller skate. You don't? Oh, shit. I don't. Uh, I've never skateboarded. I've never rollerbladed. Uh, Come on, bro. I we went, gotta go to the roller rink. I went ice skating once. Bust some kneecaps. Um, so, <laughs> out of the three, the most dangerous one where you could slice your fucking neck open is the one I chose to do first without knowing how. That's what's up. <laughs> <laughs> so, slam number one uh, by Boom Studios is in the works at HBO as an animated series. It's by uh, Rooster Teeth Studios. It's been reported by uh, Deadline that Pamela Robinson is attached and they will be doing uh, hopefully an animated series of the adaptation of this book. Uh, I don't think I've ever read this book. I think I've had it at the store. Um but I don't think it even sold that great. It says like about 6,500 copies were ordered by retailers. Interesting. So, yeah, um, 
hey, who knows? Again, like I said, other stories other than Cape and Cowles to be told. So this should be a good one. What I'm do you down think, for Gil? it. I'm down for it, and I gotta say, like the artwork, I really do dig it. And I wonder because, like, I'm seeing like all the covers, and they're very like minimalistic in like colors. Like, there's like yeah. just like uh, greens, purples, pinks, like very uh, fluorescent colors. If they do the animation like that, I, that that could be pretty awesome, pretty fucking yeah. awesome. And I'd be it, down it for kinda, that. It kind of follows like books like Paper Girl too. Mm-hmm. Uh, that image was doing where it was, you know, more simplistic art, you know, uh, but it still was amazing art nonetheless. That's what I feel like sometimes like simple is beautiful. And with this, it's definitely uh, like that. Yep. Next up was a book that, book that I actually forgot to mention back when we were doing the Captain America book. But Captain America, Sam Wilson, number three might be a book that you'd uh, might want to keep an eye on. Um, so with the show again uh, coming out this week and everything, people are talking about who may or may not uh, show up in the show. Uh, so in this storyline, Sam Wilson is Captain America, and that left the role of Falcon open. Enter Joaquin Torres. Uh, this is his first appearance, who later on became the new Falcon. And even when Sam went back to being the Falcon because Steve took over the mantle of Cap again, um, Joaquin stuck around. And I believe right now he's part of actually the champions team of uh, of all the teenage uh, superheroes. So. Obviously, we have Miss Marvel coming out. We have, you know, an animated version of Miles. We got Billy and Tommy and WandaVision that I'm sure are going to come back soon. I think we talked about either the last episode or two episodes ago how Champions and Young Avengers are two of the properties that might be uh, coming up later and maybe next year or the year after as... uh, platforms for those teenage uh, superheroes to be showcased in that could be cool definitely definitely cool sticking with the with the sidekick younger uh superhero daredevil 26 which i believe came out last week i didn't know this but it was the first appearance of a girl named alice and people are talking about that this could possibly be a uh a sidekick for the Electra Daredevil that's currently in the books running around as Daredevil. So, again, uh, it seems like a lot of these teenage heroes are not necessarily making a resurgence, but there's also a lot of them kind of being debuted uh, for possible future projects. Did you pick up Daredevil last week uh, at all, Gil? No. I, I do not. I don't pick up uh, Daredevil. I do know, uh, just re- I remember from you talking about uh, that he's currently in jail. Right. While he's he, in while jail. He's in, yeah. And in the last, I don't know if it was 25 or 26, they had, someone actually poisons him. Oh, and what that's the how fuck? The book ends. He gets poisoned in jail. And it ends in that cliffhanger oh, wow. for the next issue. Oh, wow. Shit. Okay. I did not know that. So the next book that we have is kind of up your alley, uh, Gil. 
you always give me shit on the Geek Out show because I never watch animes or have animes to talk about. Mm-hmm. And this is one one anime that I have seen a handful of episodes, but I haven't been seen the full series. Is Cowboy Bebop. Um, have you ever watched Cowboy Bebop? I've watched a couple episodes. I have not watched the full series. I remember it. I'm like, um, what was it? Uh, Toonami. I used to watch it right. like randomly. On and that's the only place that I've seen it. Most of my anime uh, watching experience is from Toonami, <laughs> sadly. Hey, nothing wrong with that. That's like uh, how I watched like most of my an- anime when I was younger too, man. Right. Like, uh, Until I didn't... we got all the platforms now. Exactly. Like I didn't know where the fuck to watch anime before. I used to exactly. like rent movies like at uh, remember Blockbuster, but yeah, I used to yeah. rent like the Gundam movies and the Dragon Ball Z movies and whatnot. Okay. So, um, did you know that they that Netflix has has been working on a live action Cowboy Bebop adaptation? Yeah, we've talked about it a couple times on the Geek Out show. And who is it? Uh, the dude who plays Harold is going to be the uh, Spike. From Harold and Kumar? Yeah. Okay. So it's actually wrapped up production. That's why I'm Oh, nice. That. Um, it's it wrapped up its production. So now uh, I'm assuming maybe it's going to debut later this year, towards the end of the year, possibly. I would think. So... The reason I brought it up was because there's a Godboy Bebop number one that has, I'm sure, the first appearance of a lot of the characters like Spike and all that. Um, so I know it's always had a fan following. So if if Netflix did the show right, there should be no reason that the fans fall in love with it. So definitely this book would be something that uh, would be nice to invest in uh, if that is the case. So pick it up now before it uh, skyrockets. If uh, before that first trailer hits, hell yeah! So John Cho, that's his name, John Cho, and it's going to be a ten episode series. Okay, so it's a mini series. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So just and I'm uh, assuming it's just going to be based on the uh, anime. on the anime. Yeah. So uh, they said as of right now, it's only greenlit for one season. Who knows? They might go into season two. Um, I guess there is plans for a season two, but um, mm-hmm. they're going to wait. Okay. Um, moving into some books that have yet to hit the stands. Catwoman 29. Uh, it features a first appearance. Now, um, reading the little synopsis about it, it's, it's, it's a little weird. I guess I'll have to wait till the book comes out. Um, but it says it's the first appearance of a non- Corporal enemy, a ghost of bodily antagonist. Uh, the character appears to be an assassin honeycomb made of honeycomb shapes as part of their costume. And there's a picture of it. I'll uh, send it to you. It's really That's weird. That's weird. It literally looks like a honeycomb. Uh, here, I see I see her face. No, you, you sent it to me. I see her face and it does look like honeycombs. That's well, weird I said, as yeah, fuck. I think the cover... But yeah, oh, uh, yeah, I yeah. just sent you an actual picture of the page oh, where wow. she's like attacking yeah. someone. Even her body, like her arms and legs, and, or no, just her arms look like they're made out of honeycombs. That's weird as fuck. Yeah. That's crazy. Like a, like a ninja, a honeycomb ninja. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's weird as fuck. It is. 
I know last week we talked about Brutus uh, making a first appearance and uh, how it was coming up later uh, this month. Actually, I think it was this week. But Justice League number 59, the, the B cover, the variant cover, actually has him on the cover. So it's a first partial cover appearance of Brutus uh, for you guys that like to have first cover appearances and first full appearances for characters. He's the guy in the background, right? Yes. That's why they oh. call it uh, a partial one only, because uh, I think you only see like half of his face. Yeah, it looks like it. Yeah, it looks like half, only half. That's a pretty badass cover, though. I like how they have John Stewart in the front. And I'm, I got to say, just from John Stewart being in the front, I'm very interested. Mm-hmm. And what's crazy is that they show the different colors of the spectrum. So what the fuck? Because they got the red, the orange, the yellow, green, blue. Right. Purple. What the hell? That's crazy. Yep. So now let's talk about some books that are coming out next week that maybe you should keep your eye on to get up on, you know, in front of that wave of uh, speculations and first appearances. Uh, So these would be coming out the 24th, right? Yes. These are for next week. So Taskmaster number three came out, I believe, in January and it had the first appearance, the, the Idol of South Korea. I think you pronounce his name Tugaki. So next week we have the second printing and it has him on the cover. So um, I guess this was his first cover appearance. uh, Nice. So we have that coming out next week from our friends at Scout Comics, Rabid World number one. When an outbreak of rabies-like virus devastates the world, it's a fight for survival in the world gone mad. So this kind of seems like it's possibly like a zombie type of story. Um, That's crazy. That sounds dope. And I mean, our friends at Scout, you know, it seems like every every couple of months, uh, one of their books is getting, one of their properties are getting picked up either for an animated uh, or a film or or a show Live action so, yeah yeah exactly so definitely don't sleep on scout comics especially number one lady baltimore number one from dark horse comes out next week and that's a spin-off uh from a book by mike mignola uh that's that centered on lord baltimore a vampire hunter i don't know if this is possibly a daughter or something but it's always cool it's like a new new buffy a new vampire hunter. Um, the cover definitely looks really cool. So, and if you're a Mike Mignola fan, you know it's going to be good. Yeah, that could definitely be cool. Yeah. I think last week we mentioned that uh, this month for Women History, Women's History Month, Marvel was doing a lot of uh, covers featuring their, their more famous women. Uh, next week, Black Panther 24 has a Jen Barentel cover of Shiri on the cover, and that one looks, looks really nice. Harley Quinn number one debuts next week, and Carly has a new BFF. His name is Kevin. Is he as crazy as her? Who knows? Uh, but I'm sure if, if 
it's making it into the comics, then it might make it eventually to one of the Harley Quinn movies. It seems Harley's one of the things that they keep pushing uh, in the DCU. I think it's kind of funny that the name is just Kevin. Just like that's Kevin. super, super plain. <laughs> <laughs> Coming out next week from DC as well as Batman Superman number 16. And in this one, we've got actually a trifecta of first appearances. We have Spider Lady, Dr. Adam, and the Unknown Wizard. Also next week, we have Action Comics uh, 1029. And this one, there's not too much info on it yet. A couple people um, are saying that it might be the first appearance of either a new villain or organization called The Wall. Oh, shit. Okay. Batman Black and, uh, Black and White number four comes out, and this features the first appearance of uh, Maya Mizaguchi, also known as Maps, as the new Robin. Oh, what the fuck? Yeah, because, you know, we don't have enough Robins, right? No, man, we need, uh, you know, like 30. (laughs) Detective Comics 1034 comes out next week, and it's the first team appearance of the League of Lazarus. If you've been keeping up with Detective Comics, it's actually been a really good storyline lately. I have Uh, not been keeping up. Damien's back with Talia, uh, and he hates Bruce again. (laughs) Oh, God. So you got your wish, Gil. He's not Robin anymore. Kill that little bastard. <laughs> Kill Come him. on, Bruce. <laughs> Do it. Haha ha number three from Image comes out in its Greek. And I have to say, I'm really enjoying this title. I, I think when we first talked about the first issue, you said that this was a easy pass for you because you hate clowns, right, Gil? Dude, every single time that I walk past your fucking uh, rack with all the new comics and you have those number ones of haha, <laughs> I want to fucking knock them over and throw them in the trash can. Yes, it's an easy pass for me. It's fucking <laughs> so e- creepy. <laughs> so issue three is featuring a mime. So this is going to be cool. I wonder if they're going to do a whole silent issue uh, a la the G.I. Joe uh, 21. Oh, that that would be crazy. Mm-hmm. I know a book that you're probably going to pick up next week is Carnage Black, White, and Blood. Yeah, uh, definitely. That, that comes out next week. And, of course, the Gleason cover to match the Spider-Man and Venom covers uh, will be out with that. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you could please put one aside for me, I would love that. Also, Venom number 40, uh, 34, the final tie-in to King and Black. Ooh. Yeah, because we've been waiting for that to finish up and wrap up. It's been kind of delayed. Yeah. So um, definitely looking forward to that. Uh, Batman White Knight presents Harley Quinn number six. And it's the debut of Harley Quinn's noir costume. It looks really nice in black and gray. And then she has like a, uh, a goldish holster on her hip. Okay, I want to take a look at that. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll look for it. Yeah, Teen Titans Academy uh, makes it its debut uh, next week as well, and um, they're taking Red X and making him part of Teen Titans lore, I guess. 
uh, because oh, wow. he's going to be featured in this book. And this kind this kind of reminds me of Strange Academy, but it's going to have Nightwing, Starfire, Cyborg, Raven, and Beast Boy teaching a new generation of superheroes. That's kind of cool. Kind of like taking on like the role of like also like the X Men kind of in a way too, like from uh, what was it that X Men Evolution, like where they had right. Wolverine, Storm, and Beast like as teachers and shit. Exactly, exactly, just like that cartoon. That's kind of cool. And last but not least, but the big hitter for next week is Marvel's uh, adaptation of Alien. It was bound to happen after they bought the Fox property. Uh, but I'm excited about it. Um, hopefully they got the right people, the right storytellers going into it. Uh, it should be a good book. I'm also going to give that a shot. And uh, I'll, t- I'll talk to you and remind you if you could please put one of those aside for me too. Because yeah. no, I'm, I'm always willing to try out new things and check it out, man. Yeah. So this one should be good, and I know there's a shit ton of variants for it, too, including uh, uh, an alien queen by Peach. Oh, that's dope. Yeah. So uh, do you want to recap the books that we talked about today, Gil? Yeah, I'll recap the uh, main books to look out for and pick up, not the future books, but uh, we got Captain America number six. Both variants. We got the one with Winter Soldier on it, and then like the opposite mirroring one of uh, Captain America. And dude, I gotta say, like that's that's probably my favorite covers out of like all the ones that we're talking about. Uh, mm-hmm. Mystery Girl by Dark Horse, Canto by IDW, Slam by Boom, Boom Studios, um, Cartoon Network starring the Powerpuff Girls by DC Comics. Uh, we got. Sam Wilson's Captain America issue number three, uh, Cowboy Bebop. What is this, Tokyo Pop? Yeah. Yes. By Tokyo Pop. Um, Daredevil number 26, you had brought up. Catwoman number 29. Oh, well, that one's going to come out pretty soon. But still, because it's going to be a first appearance. Uh, Justice League number 59, first cover appearance of Brutus. And that's it. So yep. get digging in those long boxes for the books that have already came out. And hopefully you can find them for a cover price or pretty close to it. Yeah. Definitely a lot of good books out there still still to find and dig through. Well, Gil, thanks for having me on. Um, we're keeping the streak alive. Uh, we'll come back Hell next yeah. week. So as always, remember the three R's, rebag, reboard, and reprice. Gil, uh, tell the people out there where they can find you. Black Hole Comics, all social media, YouTube, and here and there on, you know, like the Geek Out Show, Cantina, Major's Picks, the Coffee Bean, different shows on the network. What about you, Juan? Uh, every day at Comic and Figure Addicts in Union City, California. Uh, online at cfaddicts.co on your social media feed on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Uh, just search the name CF Addicts. I'll see you guys next week. Later. <laughs>